I'm Kristen. And I'm Jess. And we are Swifties Anonymous. So welcome back. Episode 13. Can we not Um, forget? So welcome to episode 13, the episode where Taylor finally listens. Hi, Taylor. We love you. I hope. <laughs> I hope so. We can only we can only hope. Um, so I guess those of you that don't know, 13 is apparently Taylor's lucky number. She used to write it on her hand like all the time. She would have it always on her hand during I think this whole tour, the whole Speak Now tour, she had 13 written on her hand. Yeah, and there's always like significant things, Easter eggs and stuff with the number 13. Yeah. She's always said it was her lucky number. Yeah, I don't know. I, I forgot the story. I forgot to research it again. So, And then when she turned 31 or something, that's also a thing. Oh, well, yeah. Because it's 13 backwards. backwards 13. And oh, also yeah. her Twitter handle. Yes, her birthday is December 13th. So I think oh, that maybe that's what it was. started it. And then like everything good that's ever happened in her life has happened on 13th. I don't know. We are bad researchers, apparently. Yeah, I didn't know we were going to be discussing this. I just realized it was episode 13. I didn't either. <laughs> I mean, I noticed it was 13. I was like, oh, and then I didn't do anything about it. And then I so, made way too big a deal about it. And now I'll talk Story of my life. Okay, let's talk about Swifty News. Yeah, we have a little Swifty News segment because a lot has happened since our last time we recorded. Yes. So Red Taylor's version did drop. And man, did it drop. <sighs> she she did it. She really did it. And it was, it's so good. It, it is really, good. I mean, really the Tim good. and it all too well really just exceeded all expectations. I'm blown away that, first of all, it not only lived up to the hype, it, yeah, it exceeded the hype, which is incredible because it didn't have to and it did. And I'm surprised by like the popularity of it, not just within the fan base, but I mean, it's what the longest running number one hit yes. now or something? It went, it went number one. It was the first, uh, the longest song to go number one since Don McLean's American Pie in the 70s which uh, was like eight minutes long. It's amazing. What? Yeah. (laughs) Like these these old, old records that she's just shattering. I know. And then she performed it on SNL, which was amazing. She did it. Yeah, we did. We stayed up. We got to hang out in real life. And we stayed up till... (laughs) 11.30, past our bedtime. So late to watch (laughs) an entire episode of SNL. And it was worth it. Yes. For just that. Just for that. And also the weekend update that week made me laugh a lot. (laughs) And... Uh, nothing new with Phoebe Bridgers, which we, as in, anyone who listens to the show knows that we were so excited for, also not only lived up to the expectations, but it, far exceeded it. It's, far exceeded. It's probably, it's definitely my favorite vault track. Other she than got Altimore. a full verse. A full verse, guys. A woman. A woman got a full verse <laughs> in the Taylor song, and I still have not stopped screaming. And I mean, it's so perfect that she chose Phoebe. Like yeah. the, the fact, you know, Phoebe was 18 when Red came out. And it's got the oh, line um, about that. that. Whole, the whole vibe of it and the fact that Aaron uh, Desner produced it, like, perfect. It, I mean, it could go on either a Taylor or a Phoebe album. And yeah, I'm truly obsessed. It makes me cry every time or at least get a little bit teary eyed. Didn't Phoebe say she cried while recording it? Yeah. So... Yeah. The fact that she can do a song like that and then the next track be like the country song with Chris Stapleton and then also yes. have like, uh, what did you call it? Like the 18s, like pop tracks. Oh, okay. So the same Message in a Bottle is Upside bop. Down, Bouncing Off the Ceiling by 18s. 90s Kids Will Remember. <laughs> it's a pop. It's amazing. 
It slaps. Um, I also, I do like um, the Chris Stapleton song a lot. And yeah. it, you know what? She also turned the tables because he is just back there doing his light background vocals instead of True. getting a full verse. So, I mean, he actually, he's a really good singer. So it's kind of disappointing, but <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll be okay. He is really good. And I mean, that song's obviously like on country radio. So she's uh, back on country Yeehaw radio. Yeehaw Taylor is back she's again. Back. Surrender to Yeehaw Taylor. I love it. And, um, I mean, I guess we'll talk more about the vault tracks later, but I love the very first night. I think it is like the perfect bridge between 1989 era. <gasps> very true. Yeah, we're going to have to do an episode about the vault tracks this time yeah. around for sure. For sure. These vault tracks are so good. Yeah, it's like it's honestly kind of crazy that they did stay in the vault for this long. I know. Did she did she tweak any of the songs? There's been a lot of discussion online, especially about a certain keychain that was mentioned. Like, would that really? <laughs> you know, I, I think I think the keychain did exist from from what I've read. Really? Okay. Okay. We can't get too deep into this right okay, this second, or else we'll oh. end up with a six hour episode again. But <laughs> all right, well, let's move on. We'll, we'll shelve this discussion for later well, and yes. stick that on the little Swifty shelf. Also, one more little Swifty news segment: Evermore was nominated for a Grammy, which uh, made it made my little swifty heart very happy um except i kept reading articles oh it was best album of the year or whatever i don't remember yeah but i kept seeing articles about how um evermore and donda Kanye's album were added at the last minute like yeah. why even release that information like hey you guys almost didn't make it i think it was on accident yeah it's really dumb like or it was just to generate hype or to have headlines with taylor and kanye and in, in the you know the same headline again like ugh. yeah it had to be them. It's like, hey, you guys were at the bottom of the list and you almost didn't make it, but we decided to throw you a bone. Like, Yeah, we made an <laughs> exception to have 10 nominations instead of eight. I think Olivia Rodrigo is going to sweep. Definitely. And Taylor would still technically get credit for writing on Sour, That's right? That's true, yeah. If it wins. so Yeah, I think she is because she's definitely the uh, critical darling right now. But Billie Eilish... I think also has a chance. So That's true. It'll she, be between the two of them. She swept, was it two years ago? Yeah. That she swept up. Yes. So yeah, I don't know. Also surprising, um, nothing else from Evermore. I'm surprised Willow didn't get nominated for like Song of the Year. I know. Or Best Pop Vocal Performance or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Best Pop Vocal would probably be the one, but maybe it wasn't as big to the general public. I don't know. Yeah, because Cardigan was nominated. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Folklore is just bigger. Yes, I don't think Evermore will win just because nah. she's she got it last year, and I think she's happy with the nomination. And I, you know, I don't think it matters if it wins. Yeah, and I feel like the general consensus is people like folklore better. Yeah, too. I mean, I don't know. That's probably true. I wonder. Um, I guess she probably won't perform this year. I don't think we so. don't know. Yet, yeah, yeah. But. but I think. I mean, even though Billie Eilish performed last year, and she definitely, I think, will perform again. Like, there's no way it's she true. won't. Right? It's true. Yeah. So now I'm like debating. So we have a free trial of Paramount Plus from like our phone plan for a year. And that's where you can watch it for free. The whole Grammys. I'm like, do we watch the Grammys again? Paramount Plus, please sponsor us. Yeah, yeah. I know. It really depends on the performances. I guess we'll just have to see. It definitely does. Because it really it was fun to watch, even though, you know, Taylor was on there for all of six minutes. And like Billy's performance was great. Harry Styles. Yeah. Um, it was fun to watch. Everything else was like whatever. Oh, except Brandy Carlisle was also amazing. Um, oh yeah, she was. She did. The, did she do the John Prine um, yes. tribute? That was yeah. beautiful. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see. We will see. Depends on the performers, but we'll probably watch it. <laughs> 
All right, let's dive into these songs. Okay. But before we dive into these songs, I have to say something about our last episode that I have felt guilty about. Okay. I need to change my rating on Dear John. And I know I said at the time, <laughs> no, I'm just going to stick with it. No, <laughs> I was wrong. Dear John is not an eight. Dear John is at okay. least a nine. I'm going to change okay. my official rating to nine. I know everyone cares. Okay. Um, it is, you know, am yeah, I allowed? I mean, thank you very much for that public apology. Um <laughs> I would accept it better if it was a screenshot in the notes app. But no, I thought about that. But, you know, like to make a Twitter just for this one tweet with zero followers, be like, I'm really sorry of what a, what I said. Yeah, John deserved better <laughs> than my eight. Yeah. So, OK. Um, no, it's a solid nine. I don't know what I was thinking. You know, listeners write in if you're offended by this decision if you think that she shouldn't be allowed to change her rating please voice your opinion it matters so deeply it to does. us it yes really does. so <laughs> let's uh let's get into the story of us this is a, quite a story Speaking of John, let's get into it. Speaking of John, apparently. So, story of us. The it was, story of us. This was a single, right? Obviously. Yeah, okay. Apparently. I don't remember the song at all. Do you? <laughs> no, do not. Absolutely yeah. did not know. I mean, I did just researching the album, you know, a while ago, but yeah, before yeah. then, never but ever heard it. as far as like, heard it on the radio, like, you know, Mean or um, Mine not or... The- not that I remember December. at all. Yeah, me neither. Like, cannot even. Even though, I mean, I guess I didn't listen to the radio at this time very much, but even then, you would hear it in a grocery store if a song was huge. Yeah, you know? yeah I don't definitely. think I ever did. So I guess this song is still good if it hasn't been played at a grocery store. I mean, I just don't know. Would this song belong on country radio still? Would it belong on pop? It's, yeah, I, it's, because, yeah, the genre on Wikipedia is listed as pop punk, which I get what? like the... But do you hear those mandolins, the banjo? This is pure country pop. This is it really is. Like they're absolutely there's pop punk elements you could say, but nah. Punk. This is country pop. Yeah, it's so pop rock country all mm-hmm. just melded together. Yes. Uh, well, let's go a little bit into the background. So Taylor said the story of us is a song that I wrote about an awkward situation where well, let me just preface it by saying that I've happened to run into exes in strange places lately. This is about one of those situations where the strange place that I ran into him was an awards show. Um, I was seated a couple seats away from him and there was so much that needed to be said and neither one of us was willing to say it. We were both acting like we were engaged in conversations with people that we don't even know. <laughs> it was uh-huh. just miserable. And then I was telling my mom about it later and I said, I felt like I was standing alone in a crowded room. And then I was like, gotta go, bye. And my mom is used to that at that point. So that's what the song is about. Classic Taylor. So, you know, it's funny. I, listening to this album before I even dove into the background at all, like for for me, it came across as more like the end of a relationship where you're like at at some sort of event together. Yeah. You know, we can't relate to award shows. I was just thinking it was more like the breakup hasn't happened yet, but you just know that it's going to. That was the vibe I got from this. I didn't realize they were already broken up. Yeah. But that's just me. It's funny thinking about like this perspective after writing Dear John. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Just like. Yes. So, yeah, this was one of the last songs recorded for the album from what I understand. Yeah, it was. 
very interesting that oh did we cover who this is about oh did we yeah say it so out loud? we didn't but she she said that this this and dear john are about the same guy so john mayer obviously because they were both at the 2010 cmt awards hmm. so yeah. that honestly just it makes me cringe personally not at taylor but at my younger self because if you think about john mayer being this like this older guy that very clearly doesn't care about her that much and like probably did not care about this relationship it's not killing him the way it's killing her and I it's know. like i could see her like being all awkward and like and he probably you know, like, oh he's probably so awkward like and he doesn't care and i have been i've been that person like all embarrassed to be with like in the same room as somebody and they probably don't care and, and like yeah i'm freaking out like oh it's so awkward and he he does not care like 19 year old Kristen. yeah <laughs> He doesn't, he's not, he doesn't care. So I'm, I'm cringe. This song makes me cringe at myself and Aww, young that Taylor. relatability. <laughs> yeah. Where else can you find it? It's so true. So <laughs> yeah. Cause she said there was so much that needed to be said and neither of us was willing to say it. It's like, maybe it was just you, Taylor. I know. That's what it's like. He was probably yeah. like, well, he probably didn't know about Dear John yet at this point, but I was going right. to say he's probably like, wow, jerk for writing that excellent song about me. <laughs> How dare you be a better songwriter? Yeah. Like, oh man. Just because so to know, you know, what kind of guy he is and how distant he probably was. He just really probably doesn't care, man. Yeah. I'm reading way oh, too well. much into this, but it just. Well, she was young. This is before yeah. she was really in love, as we know from Red. Right. Well, um, oh, man. I can't. I can't. I can't get that yet. Oh, man. Um, so <laughs> you were right. Another fun fact about the song. It was the last song she wrote on the album. And then she said after she finished it, she knew that it was done. The album was done, which is cool because it ends with the end. Right. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, man. even though it's not the last track, it's kind of kind of cool. I have another fun fact. So, I was I don't really tend to pay attention to the critic reviews because yeah. usually they're just like whatever, but this one just caught my eye. It says um Liz Stinson of Paste was not impressed with the song and she likened Swift as the annoying cousin of Katy Perry for trying to embrace her pop side. Nevertheless, she felt that Swift is strongest when she lets her country roots shine through. Now, that does the country route shine through, yes, is very true because she is a storyteller. Right. Annoying cousin of Katy Perry. Yeah, what? I'm sorry. Like, maybe at this point, because, you know, just looking back, we know what she's capable of. But yeah, I'm sorry, but Katy Perry could never. Uh, yeah. And especially, it's just funny that she said Katy Perry and then, right. you know. But it's just funny because this girl, I mean, this was before she, before Red in 1989 and Reputation when she really... That was her real pop side. I mean, like, <laughs> that was in arguably better than any of her country stuff. So, yeah, to some people. So, right. I bet what she. I wonder what she thinks now. I know. Yeah, that um, opinion really aged like a fine milk. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> um. Oh, so what do you what do you think of this song, just in general? Oh, um, it's it's okay. It's very. She's definitely experimenting with that pop punk yes. sound yes. and but still trying to stay true to her country roots. And so I don't know, it's just like a lot of noise going on. That is my thoughts exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean I I love the song. I love right. the vocal melody. Yes. Yes. Oh and lyrically it, that it's chorus pretty fun. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, I'm with you though. Like it there's so many instruments at once. Mm -hmm. It really gets kind of muddy and honestly hurts my ears a little. But like almost as bad as uh i'm only me when i'm with you oh no no it's not quite as no. sharp as that because that oh my gosh i don't know what they did so i am wondering 
when she does uh, the re-record, if with, it'll change. Yeah, because like think about the way music technology was in 2009 and 10 when this was recorded. Uh, it was a little bit different from today. Yeah. So I think maybe they'll be better able to mix it and master it. So it's maybe take away some of the unnecessary instruments and maybe make it a little sharper and less crowded in your Yeah, ear well, holes. you know what? And she was standing alone in a crowded room and she really made it sound that way. Yeah, it's a crowded room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe I'm just kind of biased too. I don't tend to... These these types of songs don't tend to be my favorite where they're like really yeah. loud and like lots going on, but maybe for someone else, they love it. So I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, which I mean, this is a testament to where like I don't love the way the song sounds, but I love the songwriting and the lyrics so much that I will I, I listen to it and I love it. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> so yeah. that's pretty neato. Anyway. Well, my question is, who's the confession to? Hmm. It's time for. Confession. I mean, it's pretty obvious, I guess, that it's another confession to to John Mayer. Pretty yeah. obvious, I guess. But yeah, again, with the the cringe factor of him not caring and her caring a lot. Yeah, like <laughs> I am confessing that I wish I could speak to you, but not you know again, not at her, at me. Yeah, yeah, no, so. it's 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 so relatable. That's the thing. Yeah, like but, we we cringe oh. thinking of ourselves in these same situations. Yes. Oh man, how can, great she really can capture feeling so well yep so do you want to dive into these lyrics let's do it okay so first off i guess i'm jumping ahead to the that pre-chorus but no do it it just um yeah is it the second yeah the second pre-chorus where she says i'm scared to see the ending i always sing peter losing wendy because <laughs> it fits perfectly it does i did not think of that until <laughs> i saw that note and i was like Oh man, that is perfect. And yeah, every time I listen, I'm like, someone should make I a mashup. Gonna... <sighs> but they have to edit the the waveform to to sing it in the same way that she sings. Why are we pretending? Yeah. Instead of Peter losing Wendy. It's true. But I didn't know that ending and Wendy could rhyme. Yeah. But I am here for it. So thank you. We're jumping ahead to Cardigan, but it's okay. Oh my gosh, let's talk about folklore. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's skip we ahead. Can't. We can't. Let's skip around. We go to red. We talk about all too well ten minute version, and then uh, the vault songs, and then skip nineteen eighty nine altogether. Go all the way oh, to before, and then come all the way back. Now we have to go chronological. Well, it's I much, did think about how easier. we did for the first album, and once uh, Fearless Taylor's version dropped, we skipped it, and then I was like, "What if we did that with Red?" But no, we I did. But I, I <sighs> speak now so good too. I can't. Right? Yeah. If. If this album ended up being lame, which it's not. No, it's amazing. Then, because the whole, you know, the whole reason we were so excited about Fearless was because the first album we was a little bit done. harder. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> As much, I mean, the first album is fine. Yeah, no, it, it has its moments it's for no sure. Fearless. Right. And here we are at Speak Now and we're having the time of our lives. So we are. How much more are we going to be screaming for Red? I can't. Like, <laughs> I can't, but no, let's not build it up too much. No, then we're going to have not, a Dear John situation. Well, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So last episode, I don't know if you guys noticed, listeners, our energy was strange, and I'm really sorry about that. I think it's because so we sorry. built up both of those songs in our heads, and we just couldn't. We had so much information deliver. to get out. Yeah. We just. I don't know. Maybe it was in our heads. Maybe the listeners wouldn't notice. But now yeah. that I'm saying it, someone's going to go back and be like, "Yeah, you guys are weird." Yeah, we're weird. Sorry. I mean, sometimes <laughs> the most fun we have is talking about songs that aren't our favorite, though. It's kind of funny. This is like, true. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we got a little too serious last time talking about um, 
inappropriate relationships. <laughs> yeah, true. I know. Okay, so we haven't even. On. Okay, I'll stop. I was gonna say we haven't <laughs> yeah, even we have, gotten to red yet. So <laughs> yeah, we haven't gotten to the you know, like. <laughs> Let's talk more about the lyrics. <laughs> we thought we murdered John Mayer on here, but Jake Gyllenhaal doesn't know what's coming. Um, so <laughs> Poor Jake. He's getting so cyberbullied. I know. Hey, here's a little PSA. Um, don't cyberbully Jake Gyllenhaal or anybody else, just yeah, in general. Yeah, that's not good. Like, it's not fun. That's, no, it's not These what things did happen do. 10 years ago. And also, she said on, like, was it Seth Meyers or whatever, um, she was talking like he asked, um, yeah, what do you think about like what the other person thinks? She's like, I haven't thought about it. And I yeah. think she really meant that like she is looking at just the song. Yeah. And the fans like she's thinking about how the fans wanted. Yes, him in that version, I don't I think, think, you know, of course, it's dredging up old memories, but she didn't mean, hey, go attack my ex yeah. from 10 years ago. Like, like she's in love. She's she's moved way on. She, yes. She's happy. Like, let's come on. Let her live. Let yeah. him live. Let Maggie Gyllenhaal live, like, please. Let Jamie Lee Curtis live. <laughs> People are attacking her, too. What? Yeah, because she, like, posted something around the same time Red dropped. Um, I guess the Gyllenhaal kids are, like, her god kids or whatever. She's, like, oh. their godmother. So she p- posted something about it. And so people were like, oh, read the room. Like, and then, like, you know, commenting scarf emojis and all that good stuff. Oh, my so gosh. Ugh. People are too much. Twitter Swifties, I'm sorry. You need to stop. You're going to make people hate Taylor Swift. Like, this is yeah. why people hate Taylor Swift. It reflects badly on her and all her fans. So please. Yeah. Stop. All right. Back to the song. Sorry. Anyway, what were we talking about? The lyrics. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, searching the room for an empty seat is the exact opposite energy of at every table, I'll save you a seat from Lover 2019. I love finding like <laughs> parallels in her songs like that. Me too. That's cool. And I noticed, um, which I think Genius kind of pointed this out, so I should. But the at the very first verse, she mentioned sparks flying. And yes. also um, the lucky ones who were the yeah. lucky ones, which I mean, she hadn't written lucky one yet as far as we know, I guess. But right. she has a lot of favorite things that she says for sure some would say tropes but we'll get to that (laughs) yes uh did you have a favorite line i did have a favorite line um should i go ahead should i go first okay again love the delivery but i also just like this line yeah but you held your pride like you should have held me that was mine as well oh really Uh, (laughs) yes but it's so i mean there are a ton of good lines in this there are um and that one oh yeah the delivery as well like it is really like yeah the way she sings me it's yeah it's so good yeah like you said the vocal melody and the lyrics are both really good in the song yeah that i love the delivery of the whole i mean the words in the chorus are obviously phenomenal as well but the delivery like Mm -hmm. when it all broke down i love that (laughs) it's so good so i was being really uh lame and white girl the other day uh-oh. Um, listening to this song and making my notes, so I pulled out my While guitar and White started. <laughs> Unfortunately, Sorry. no. But you know what? That would have added. Um, I pulled out my guitar and I started playing like a little sad acoustic version of it, and it worked very well. So really, ooh, sad autumn girl version. Yeah, and I think that's again the brilliance of her songwriting when you strip back all the loud <laughs> instruments and you yeah. know production and everything. It's a it's a really great song. So. Oh. Okay. Let's get tropey. Tropey. Delete that. Edit that out. Edit me out, please. I please. Sometimes I hear the things I say and I'm like, oh my gosh, why am I a person? Okay. So first of all, with the tropes, 
she starts off. I mean, the whole the premise of the song is this very like, okay, here's the story. Yep. It's like you're, you know, venting Reading to a, a friend. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. Either way. But you know, it's going to be good when she starts out that way. All right. So we got sparks flying. Uh, love is a battle. Hoping this idiot reads your mind. The drama of it all. It's very dramatic. And I love it. Um, this kind of like literary references, uh, the tragedy and whatever. No comedy though. Which, uh, okay. Talking in a song. Next chapter. I'm going to delete that. I sounded like an idiot. No, um, I liked it. <laughs> um, pride. Mm-hmm. That he should have not held. held. Yeah, should not have held and instead, oh, whatever. Um, a guy gaslighting you to make you feel crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's really gaslighting her or if like if this was, if I didn't know if it was about John Mayer, I probably wouldn't <laughs> put that as a trope. But just knowing that it is him, it's like <laughs> very clearly, uh, whatever. Rip. Yeah, okay. Um, clothes. Uh, feeling awkward or out of place and walls yeah some good so, some good tropes i definitely miss some because it's quite tropey it is very sweaty but it was hard to like nail down exactly uh you know which ones to type out well the secret message okay just so you guys know is cmt awards again so with the real tropes are in the secret messages yeah <laughs> specific event yeah why was john mayer at the cmd awards no idea i wonder he doesn't belong there oh real quick can we talk about the music video oh yes the music video almost forgot i love it so just a little background the music video so the music video was directed by noble jones uh he's an english-born carpenter who was one of the first settlers of the province of georgia um he also died in november of 1775 what Oh, it might be a different Noble Jones. Uh, <laughs> so when you go to the Wikipedia page for the Story of Us song, right? Um, it it's, it says that exact sentence. Well, I mean, it says the video was directed, was directed by... by Noble Jones. And you click on Noble Jones and you're like, oh, who is this guy? Like, cool. Yeah. And it, it's the wrong Noble Jones, guys. So thank Lovely. you, Wikipedia editors. Um, yeah. No, he's just he's directed a couple other like music videos for he did like a Keith Urban music video. I don't know, but I love this guy because this video is hilarious. It is great. I'm obsessed with it. It's so great. And I have never, again, had never seen it. Didn't know it existed. Nope. So this was all new to me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. At first. So I was like, what in the world? But then when it gets to the part where she's like headbanging in the, um, in the shelves Mm -hmm. and okay. If you haven't watched the music video, that sounds weird, but she's in between some, <laughs> she's, she's in, a, in an aisle in a library in a college right, and right. she's like headbanging and her hair gets messed up. But then like, she like goes and fixes her hair. And that is so hilarious to me. That's the moment, the moment I knew that it, this video is hilarious and not taking itself too seriously. And it's, yeah. it's great. I love that part too. I noticed that. I was like, what in the world? This is yeah. great. Like the, the musicians going crazy on their instruments is hilarious oh it cracks me up it's so fun mr nashville with his white socks i'm obsessed <laughs> obsessed and i love the fact that they decided to do it in like an old library with the whole chapter theme yeah yeah like the story of us it's yeah, great it's so great because it adds a completely different like perspective of um the song yeah and not being you know the video really having nothing to do with what the actual song is written about love it and yeah. so it gave me kind of um legally blonde vibes for some reason i guess maybe just the the college aspect of it yeah the blonde versus the brunette yeah don't you know there's a war going on i did not get that that brunette was like the other girl 
I was like, I don't know. I was like, who is this girl? And then I guess it, I don't know. It was a little bit weird to me. I, yeah, I did have a hard time distinguishing each dark haired white boy from right? one another. Me too. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm like, she's looking at this guy and I'm like, was that the guy she was talking to before? He's got glasses, I guess. Yeah. And then like, like the and then there's the guy with the headphones playing the air drums. And I'm like, was that wasn't the guy. Yeah, who was that guy? And then there's a guy next to him. And I was like, is that's the guy, right? Nope, not him either. So, um, yeah, sorry. I had a little bit of face blindness watching that, but <laughs> it didn't help that like the video was like in 480p. Right. At least the version I watched, I couldn't find like a higher quality version. So yeah. Oh, but oh well. Right. Uh, yeah, it's a really probably my favorite music video so far. To be honest, that's a good one. Had a good time. Uh, is it time to rate? Let's rate it. This song, Okie Doke. Um, I gave it a seven. Really? Yeah. Wow, I gave it a five. <laughs> What? Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Is it the music? It's the music. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I do like it, but I, it's nothing like special. I probably wouldn't seek it yeah. out to listen to it. Yeah, I feel that. So, yeah, um, five. No, that's totally respectable. Hopefully I won't have to make a public apology about this one. <sighs> no. <laughs> Story of Us deserves better. Yeah. I don't know. I just think like it fits on this album so well. It's one of those ones that I can see myself skipping, but I never do because it's such a bop. Yeah, it is a bop. It is. And I'm not like, I'm not that much of a sucker for a bop either. But the lyrics. Yeah. They and the melody and hey, the, the chorus. Don't defend your seven. So, don't defend your seven. No. That's, that's, that's fair. <laughs> um, Swifty scale? Question mark. Um, is it like a a seven? Is it that? What do you think? I don't that's know. What, that's what about what I was thinking. Yeah, it's, diff- it's pretty Swifty. Um, yeah. Yeah, because it's Swifty, like the amount of details and the drama of it all. Right. And, you know, stuff like that. The fact that it's a story. It's like, we're so important. We're basically yes. story, like, that's how big this relationship <laughs> is. Yeah. It definitely drives it up. So is that all we got? That's all we got. Should we take a quick break? Okay, let's take a break. All right. And then we'll talk about Never Grow Up and we'll start crying a bunch. Ah, uh, don't even. The song in which Taylor discovers entropy. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Swifties Anonymous. We were only gone for 30 seconds, maybe, or maybe an hour. No one knows. Yeah, no one knows. It's like uh, Interstellar, where seven hours for us was only seconds for you. True. Or Or years. We were gone for years. I'm actually old now. Yeah. So let's talk about Never Grow Up, speaking of growing old. Your little hands wrapped around my finger and it's so quiet in the world tonight Your little eyelids flutter cause you're dreaming so I tuck you in Turn on your favorite night light to you Everything's um, yeah, funny so What do you think of this song? You know I'm a sucker for these types of songs I know It's so good I love it It's so yeah. like nostalgic and you know Everyone goes through that phase in their life where they're like, dang, I'm growing up. Yeah, like, oh, it, it makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> Had you heard this song before? No, really? not really. Before, not, yeah. not since, you know, diving into this album. Um, yeah. For real skis. But yeah. Oh, yeah. This kind of like, you know, syrupy, nostalgic song isn't like my favorite, favorite kind of thing. Yeah. But. It's mine. I mean, it fits. <laughs> it fits so perfectly on this album because your ears kind of need a break after um, never or 
the one we were just talking about. I was just th- I was thinking that like it's such it's kind of like a dramatic shift, but I like it. It is. And it's a nice, it's a little slowdown, especially yeah. your ears definitely need a break after the last one and Enchanted. Like, That's true. Your mind and, and body need a little reprieve and this is it. Yeah. I think it fits super well. So great job with that track listing. And it's kind of cool because like this album, you are starting to see her grow up a little bit more. For sure. So it, it does fit really well in this album. And I love the acoustic folksy kind of yeah simple sound folksy or folky folksy, folksy? Folk- i think it's either one yeah all right listeners give us a fact check if you think it's one or the other yeah please <laughs> also this song is very long it is quite long i was just didn't realize how long it was but it's not like it drags i mean it i think she no. does a good job no not like she's repeating stuff or anything but no really can i talk about the background do it all right so this is what Taylor said about it. She said, Never Grow Up is a song about the fact that I don't quite know how I feel about growing up. It's tricky. Growing up happens without you knowing it. Growing up is such a crazy concept because a lot of times when you were younger, you wish you were older. I look out into a crowd every night and I see a lot of girls that are my age and going through exactly the same thing as I'm going through. Every once in a while, I look down and see a little girl who is seven or eight and I wish I could tell her all of this. There she is becoming who she's going to be and forming her thoughts and dreams and opinions. I wrote this song for those little girls. <laughs> so sweet. Well, thank you, Taylor, for giving me emotional whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the for the um, need to get therapy, Taylor. Uh, yeah, Taylor didn't really have to make me, you know, regret the passage of time and growing up. But <laughs> here we are. So I feel like this song affects me more now like I feel like I feel these feelings more now that I'm (laughs) in my later 20s than I did when I was like 20 or however Taylor was for sure like this song hits harder now (laughs) yeah thinking about like yeah I really I wish I was an innocent little baby and not you know a late 20s lady with I don't know regrets and like bad feelings and you know (laughs) and like realizing you're about to hit your 30s yeah Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, twenty-year-old Taylor really uh, did a number on us. This is going to be a good one when she um, re-records. By the way. Oh man, her adult voice singing these words. Yeah. I hope you know how people. I guess people thought that fifteen was weird. Her singing it again as an adult. I thought it was better. Which I thought it was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. We. Did. I guess we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope that people realize it's not weird for her to sing this. Like it's actually gets more relevant as time goes by. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a sad one, but like a different kind of sad. Yeah. Also, after hearing um, Nothing New. Oh, I know. You know, it's kind of, it's not quite the same concept, but again, about like growing older and. Mm-hmm. Another song that hits, hits different now that she sings it as, you know, a 30 some year old as opposed to, I guess, when she wrote it when she was like in her 20s. Yeah. Younger 20s. I did have a little fun fact. Tell me. So I was reading that. I don't know where I read it and I tried to find it. But apparently she doesn't really perform this song because it makes her cry. Understandable. Um, but it says Taylor performed the song for the first time on her 1989 world tour in Santa Clara, California and ded- dedicated it to her new godson. Oh. Apparently one of her famous friends, Jamie King, named Taylor godmother to her second son. So, Yeah. What, didn't she write this for her? I mean, for the, the kid? No, or I don't was think it just- so. Okay. I think yeah. This was way out. Oh, I misread the. Uh, I misread the genius annotation. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought she wrote it. So, who was the baby that she's singing to in the first verse? 
is my question. I don't know. I, what, I thought it was maybe just more general. Like she's thinking of these girls, like she said. Yeah, that's maybe. true. I mean, it the does way, seem very specific, but. That's what I was thinking, like that she helped. Maybe, a, maybe she was just like a family friend's baby and then got the idea. Because, yeah, the way the specificness of that first verse is like. Specificity. So specificity. <laughs> I think I say the word specifically too much in this. So help. There's probably so many words that we say a lot. Okay, listeners, t- keep track of our... Oh, keep track of our tropes. No, don't. No, because we'll say like a lot okay. and like... Well, things yeah, like that don't and... count. But like other words, like specifically... So cute. I feel like we so say that a lot. So cute. Love um, it. Love it. <laughs> oh, I really love this. It's so cute. Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, so it reminds me of this SNL skit. Oh, like, no. is that not us? So if someone can make a parody podcast, Swifties Anonymous Anonymous, where you make fun of us, I would like it. <laughs> so who is the confession to? I was kind of having trouble figuring this out. Babies in general? I don't know. I guess, yeah, like her. I mean, also, it kind of turns to be about her. Yeah. So is it like to herself, to her, her parents, her fans? Like. You know, know. maybe about herself, because um, in the second verse where she's talking about, like, being embarrassed by getting dropped off by her mom, like, yeah, okay, but don't take her for granted. Like, she's getting older. And yeah, like, and now, you know, knowing Andrea has cancer and stuff like, I know, (laughs) makes me very sad. I know. And then it made me think about soon you'll get better. Oh, my gosh. Filed under songs I really can't listen to, like, because it it hurts. And the best day, don't forget. Yeah, I really, I can't, I can barely listen to that one too. Yeah. I love Nostalgic Taylor. <sighs> so while we're at it, should we just move on to the lyrics? Let's do it. Um, They good. Yes. <laughs> it's this whole album, like there's no like throwaway wasted lines. No. Like every line is, is good and means something and it's, yeah, hurts my body yeah. and soul. The bridge, like. Like memorize these things, take pictures of your childhood room, like that bridge eviscerates uh, me. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, okay, so taking pictures of your childhood room, yeah, like you said, it that hurts in your mind. Well, yeah, in your mind, <laughs> but maybe in real life too. Um, so my mom has always taken pictures of everything. Like I have, you've seen the yeah. photo albums in, you know in the the den downstairs like right there's shelves of these photo albums and I like looking through them and I've looked through them so many times like throughout my life now I'm concerned that like I've always heard that your memory is like the most unreliable right thing. yeah um and every time you access an old memory like to tell a story that memory is corrupted yes mm-hmm. so it's like a jpeg exactly <laughs> like you keep saving over that jpeg eventually it's unrecognizable do I look like I know what a JPEG is? Um, First of all, no. <laughs> I need to add, I'm going to add the Hank Hill in there. Do I look like I know what a JPEG is? Yeah. So I'm wondering, I have all these really vivid memories, but they're all connected to these pictures. So I'm wondering how much of my childhood memories are just from pictures. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. And so it's giving me a little bit of an existential crisis. So. Wow. Well, it's, I I feel like I have the opposite problem. My parents didn't really take pictures at all. Like Mm -hmm. we didn't have a camera until like, I remember getting one when I was a teenager, but there's so many years of my life. I feel like at my parents' house, like I have no pictures. Yeah. And 
I mean, I kind of feel like the opposite. What if I'm remembering stuff wrong because I don't have any like pictures to prove? Yeah. I mean, I have like pictures in my room and stuff when I was older and I, right. but you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Kind of interesting thought. It is interesting. And I wonder like, cause there's a lot of pictures of you in our photo albums. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I wonder if ones that you've looked at and, you know, remembered memories of just from those books, I wonder if those memories are also corrupted for you. So maybe. Yeah, there's tons of pictures of us at, like, family reunions and stuff. I mean, that's different. Yeah, well, I know, but I'm wondering, like, if we have – maybe all our memories are jacked up. But, I mean, they are because (laughs) – Your emotions, like, influence your memory so much, too. Yes. So to um, talk about another podcast, Revisionist History with Malcolm Gladwell, he has a two-part episode about memory and how this this whole thing is absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. You should listen to it. I'll have to listen to it. Memory is so flawed. It's true. So anyway, well, depression. So, now so what's your favorite lyric? <laughs> oh gosh. Um, I'll let you start this time just in I case. I mean, I guess my favorite lyric is probably the most devastating. Um, in the bridge where she says, I just realized everything I have is someday going to be gone. Yeah, that was my, I, I wrote down too. That was my second one. It, so it's, the thing about that it's one. Hard. Yeah. The thing about that one is like the way that, She's saying these, she says, childhood room, your footsteps. Yeah. My brother, I just realized everything I have is going to be gone. Like she just realized it as she was singing real- it. Yes, I know. the realization I was, was there. I thought it's, about that too. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm dead. It hits hard. So what was your favorite? Well, that one was second one. The The other one is the part with her mom when she says, remember that she's getting older too. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, just that. It's like, dang, there's a lot. There's a lot just in that line. Yeah. It's kind of sad. There's a lot to unpack here. Especially, again, as, like, someone a little bit older listening to it. And, like, now when Taylor, like, when she re-records that, it's going to hit hard, too. I know. So, anyway. Make me sad. So emotional. Um, So, (laughs) this also reminded me, um, all these, like, details in here, Mm -hmm. not to get too far into the tropes yet, but that is definitely a trope, is all these, you know, thinking about, like, the footsteps and the... Yeah. Pictures and everything. Nightlight. Um, yes. Oh, the nightlight. Mm-hmm. Um, also reminded me of another <laughs> revisionist history episode <laughs> where he talks about um, why country music makes you cry. And I mean, it goes into a lot of different hmm. aspects of it, but it boils down to the songwriting and the amount of details. And that will hit your emotional centers and make you cry more so, so than like rock and roll music. As what he says, he says it like such a boomer. He's like, now rock and roll music. <laughs> <laughs> rock and roll music yeah so, so you listen to that one too it's season two episode six entitled the king of tears i actually wrote that one down so that is i mean that's kind of taylor right there like even though she's not doing country music as much anymore she still has that yes she's carried over this you know that pattern and that's that's why she is as amazing as she is i think yeah that's definitely a big part of it yeah well let's maybe we so, should go ahead and talk about the tropes let's do it so uh, we all know she's a fan of nostalgia, and this is Nostalgia, the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got, I mean, this all is wrapped up in nostalgia, wishing for simpler times, this whole lifetime in a song, wanting to go back, mm-hmm. um, innocence, looking back at the past with the wisdom of a thousand lifetimes. Yep. <laughs> she definitely does that in different songs too, but this one, yeah, seems like an older person wrote it, even though she was 19. But anyway, riding in the car with mom. Yeah. Right? That's a good one. Um, living in a big old city, taking pictures in your mind, all different family members. We've got mom, dad, and her brother. 
and then the details that make us cry. Nightlight. Dancing in the PJs. Oh, I know. I pictured, like, I have a very specific memory of me doing the same thing or something. Like, I do too. It, it unlocks a memory for sure. Yes. And you know what we didn't even really talk about? Maybe we did, but I mean, the, the last part of the, the second half of the bridge where uh-huh. she's like switches it and she's like, so here I am in my new apartment in the yes. big city. They just dropped me off and it's cold. And I just tucked myself in, turned the nightlight on. That I wish I part. never grew up. Uh, so, cause this, this, I'm surprised this wasn't in the background actually, but I think, I assume she wrote this when she moved out into her apartment in New York city when she was like 20. Yeah. So I well, wonder. she did. I don't know if it was when she moved to New York, but um, she did get her own apartment in um, Nashville at some point. Oh, maybe it was Nashville. Between, okay. yeah, between Fearless and Speak Now when she, you know, yeah, <laughs> made a ton of money. <laughs> it was like, okay, I'm going to move out. But uh, it's wish yeah. I'd never grown up. Gosh. And it so does. Good. I mean, this captures the human experience of wanting being a kid and wanting to grow up and have your own make your own decisions and and stuff yeah. and then being an adult and being like okay this is not that great yeah this actually but i can stinks. eat cake every day for dinner if i want to but then you got a bellyache you get a bellyache <laughs> it's like oh wait my actions have consequences <laughs> like me wanting to buy um well growing up i always wanted to eat like fruit by the foot and fruit gushers <laughs> were my nutella? thing no. uh i mean no, nutella, nutella was later yeah but i my mom would never buy them. And then when I grew up, I bought them all the time and they're, they're expensive and they make my belly hurt if I eat too many. So yeah, that's pretty much everything in life. That's good. That you think is good. Um, well the secret message is I moved out in July. Well, so there you go. There you have it folks. And if she moved out in July in Nashville, it just kind of makes it more ironic that she says it's much colder than I thought it would be. It's like, no, it's literally, it's not literally cold. Like so a sad. cold day in July. By the Dixie Chicks. <laughs> Hold up. Uh, okay, so here's where we started Dixie you mean Chicks, the chicks podcast. You mean Sorry, the Chicks, the chicks yeah. podcast because they are they are a punk band. I'm pretty sure that album, the one, definitely inspired both of us more than we realize. Fly? Growing up in the '90s, yeah. Oh, with, for sure. With parents that loved country music. So true. Yeah, we. My mom had that physical CD. I can see it in my mind's eye, mm-hmm. or whatever, or whatever. Um. So, what about our ratings? Um, uh, I rated it a seven. <laughs> nice. Man. I think I'm just obsessed with the number seven. That's my lucky number, actually. So. Turns out. Okay, yeah. well, I gave it a 6.5. So. What? But you acted like you love this song so much I more do. than me. I do. I do. I do. Okay, here's my thing. And maybe this is where I'm going to go on this maybe rant every episode. I should actually lower my rating because well, I think I was on a high. I don't know. I'm going to put a 6.5 to you. When I compare it, oh, I'm going to change it. Sometimes I'm like, I forget my point of reference. So I look back at like some of my old ratings to be like, well, I don't like this song as much as that one. Oh, so, okay. See, I don't do that. See, that's my problem because like I still look back and I think about how I rated like Tim McGraw, like a 6.5 and like teardrops and a couple songs that I know I love and I rated them low. So I'm like, well, I don't love this one more. Yeah. But I shouldn't. I'm overthinking it. Okay, see, your frame of reference is a little bit, yeah, because I just go off, like, what I think in the moment, like, yeah, this song's a seven. I never look at my ratings. I overthink it way too much. So we put, we're going to have two separate rating systems for you, (laughs) the The overthinking column and the actual. Yeah, like the gut feeling column, and then, like, the thinking about it. Yeah, it's probably true. Yeah. I do do love the song, but it's not as good. I still love The Best Day better if we're going, like, nostalgic songs. I mean, that one's still. But you gave 
did you give the best day an eight or something? Probably, because that is one of my faves. Yeah, because yeah, this is a song that I do like. I kind of intend to skip, but then can't do it. I'm not going to because I need that palate cleanser first yeah. of all, and it's a great song. Yeah. So, well, how swifty is it? Um, what do you think? I don't know because it's it's not her typical like breakup. You know, it's not about a guy at all. Yeah. But, I mean, nostalgic is also a big thing. I know. So, in the realm of nostalgia, I I think I gave it a 7.5. That's probably fair. Because I think it's, I don't know, Did we, decently swift. Wait, did we, for the story bus, did we give it a 7 out of 7 something? I mean, 7 out of 10 somethings? We didn't. We didn't. Okay, so rewind. S- 7 the out story of 10. Bus- Seven out of ten chapters. Next chapters. <laughs> yes, or um, uh, tables <laughs> with no safe seat. I don't know. I don't know how that line goes. <laughs> uh, no empty seat. Awkward conversations or something. Seven I don't know. Seven miscommunications. Now I don't have the lyrics up, so this is. I know. This me is too. Just... This is a mess. Is yeah. what it is. So seven point five. New apartments. <laughs> Nightlights night lights i like it and now when i think of night lights it makes me think of that they might be giant song birdhouse in your soul that's written from the perspective of a nightlight wow the connections uh, your I mind need to makes stop being reminded of things because i will derail this with another obscure comment <laughs> that's fine it's like it's well, like your uh, gilmore girls making obscure pop culture references okay so how this relates to gilmore girls <laughs> is is that literally the music video for the story of us was in Chilton. Oh, it I had that in my notes and I was like, I'm not going to say it. I'm not no, going to say it. No, I didn't you. Oh my gosh. I'm so offended. Um, well, but I, I was thinking, go more girls. We do it every time. I was, we didn't do it last episode. I don't think. Ooh, good for so us. So we're, we're due for a Gilmore girls reference. Okay. That was just a little one. I was thinking, um, is it the season where Lorelai and Rory, the worst when they're not talking and breaks my heart every time. And she is turning 21 and she has the dream that, uh, you know, it's her birthday and her mom always would like get in the bed with her and be like, this is the yeah. time when you were born. And then it's actually Madeline Albright. Oh yeah. It's <laughs> great. So next we have enchanted and better than revenge, right? I can't believe we're going to have a lot to say. We are going to have a lot to say. So is that it? Is that all we got? That's all we got. Wow. I mean, by all accounts, Swifty's out. <laughs> Swifty's out. <laughs> Oh, man. Madeline Albright has had like guest appearances in a couple shows that I like. Gilmore Girls, Parks and Rec. Another Are one. You? A third thing. I'm really good at listing three things. <laughs> All of my two shows that I like. Yeah. 